morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey. Today, we're going to go on back to 2022, because that's exactly where we're headed. You know, I, I was just kidding around with Michelle. I said, when I started this in 2020, I said, well, what am I going to come up with for the third show? Because I only have two shows worth of material. Sure enough, you know, here we are still going at it. But we're in 2023, it's February, it's going to be 80 degrees today, so things are getting weird. But we're going to go over the market conditions. I mean, just consider this. There is not one active listing in all of Vienna under a million dollars. Not one. There's only one under 1.25 million. And that is a little salt box it should be worth about 900000 and that's on for $1.175 million, so that'll stick around. But we're going to look at some of the other markets, and what's going on, and why is the inventory low, and why is it 2022, and how do we operate? You know, we got to brush off the playbook from 2022 all over again. You know, this is clearly going to be a time for the sellers. This is no time for buyers, unfortunately. Uh, buyers are going to be paying a premium. We had a a uh, $2 million house on the market last weekend, got a really nice premium for that, um, had a 950, uh, huge premium, huge premium, 17 contracts on that house. What we're going to do, we're going to take a look at the dynamics of the market. And again, the reason why I do Coffee with Casey is I need to know what's happening this week, not don't give me a report on what happened two months ago or three months ago. I need to know what's fresh, what's happening right now. When you put homes on the market, we're going to talk about how to analyze your market because we have this stuff up online. You can go to Willisford, you can go to Centerville, you can go to, um, you know, Haymarket or Vienna or Oakton, and you can look and see and analyze the market. So I'm going to help you out with that. So first of all, let's take a look. Let me take you out on the web and uh, let me get, get you to... Um, let me share my screen with you so you can take a look at some of the charts. All right. And hopefully you can see this chart. I'm banking on it. Let me get this out of your guys' way. All right. So let's go slideshow. All right. So why are we back to 2022? Well, there's no inventory and everybody's bidding the houses up. The buyers are there. The sellers are not. Uh, this is the same craziness we saw back in 2022. You've got to make sure that we play the game correctly. We don't we don't go over pricing. We don't underprepare. We, we're ready. The buyers are out there, but they're not stupid buyers. They will, they will go after good stuff and they will ignore bad stuff. So, so let's take a look at where we are. So I'm going to get out of this. This, this damn program, it really kills me. All right. So I know you can only see a portion of this over here. But basically, this is the Vienna inventory from January 1 to February the 15th, okay? So back in 2018, we had 70 listings on from that period of time in 2018. Then it went to 80, then to 95. So in 2020, when the pandemic hit and they started shutting everything down, we were at 95 homes on the market. Then we went 2021 to 67. Last year, we fell to 49. Right now, we have had 44 homes put on the market in 2023 for that period of time. Now, the average is 72. 
So we're at 44. Now, 39%. This is not just a Vienna thing. If we look up here, here's Fairfax County. You can see their dip off. You can see Loudoun County and their, I mean, it is systemic. This is not a, this is uh, Prince William County. You can see their drop off. This is Arlington County. You can see they might have had a good 2021, but um, 2023 has tanked. Okay, so so there's the average, and there's where they are. All right, I know you can't see the numbers because they're out, but you can trust me that the inventory has fallen considerably. And here's a look at at all markets. If you take January one to January fifteen inventory that we just got for all of these markets. And then you compare it to its five-year average. Vienna is down 40% in inventory for the first 45 days. So that inventory that we were hoping was going to come on board because everybody's still up 25 to 30% over where they were in 2020, not happening. They're not putting their houses on the market. Fairfax County, down 35%. Same with Loudoun County. 29 for Prince William, 27 for Arlington. So... It is systemic. This is not a, um, you know, this is not a, um, a Vienna thing. It's not a Fairfax County thing. It's a everybody thing. Okay. So, so now what are we going to do? You know, what, what is the strategy for this market? Well, it's, you know, the market, the, the strategy is just don't screw it up, right? We're going to put ourselves in a position where we can elicit as many bids as we possibly can, let them get wild and see what happens, okay? But, you know, what, what we're doing is we're doing it market by market by market by market. So you, when, when you're operating, like let's say I'm going to Willowsford this afternoon at one o'clock to analyze a property and what we're going to list it for. Well, I've got to know everything that's going on in Willowsford and is it experiencing the same as Vienna, is the same as Centerville, is the same as, it's not. Every, every market is different. So let me just, let me show you how you can analyze your markets. And let me take you over here to, to my website. And let's go to, uh, let's go to kcsampson.com. All right. So if you go to our main website at kcsampson.com, click on market snapshot. And what that's going to do is, this tells you, what homes are on the market. These are the main markets that we cover. So it's going to break down the market by price range. Okay. So, and I update this, I updated some of them yesterday, but if you look at this, here's all the homes in Vienna under a million dollars. Now, now let's just take a second, even though this market doesn't interest you, let's take a second to just read what this is. If you see green, that's good. So these sold under contract, Pending is under contract. So normally if there are actives, you'll see them in red. If there are canceled, expired, or, or withdrawn listings, you'll see those in red. So red, bad, green, good. Right here, you'll see the days on the market, the age. All of this is important. What are the size of the home, the address, obviously. What is the lot dimensions? There is a lot premium or discount. So you need to know what the lot is. We need to know what the original price of this property is. Now, the reason why the original price is important is because, well, if they got less money, does that mean they overpriced the house originally or was it just in bad condition? So we'll see what the original price was. 
what the list price was at time of sale, what we felt the price was worth, and then what it finally sold. Now, these numbers can be off by $100,000 to $150,000 because some homes are in great condition, well-prepared, nice upgrades, priced correctly, thrown on the market, and boom, they sell for a lot more than they're worth. So this is why it's very important. Some homes under contract, $188,000 less than they're worth. Some, $116,000 more than they're worth. So again, when you look at these homes, you have to identify, you know, what their customary value is. So let me explain customary value real quick for those of you who don't know. Let's say pricing is a teeter-totter and half the houses are going to get sell for more and half the price are going to sell for less. The customary value is dead center. That is exactly what the, so if you took all of these numbers and took the average of all of these numbers, it would be within $1,000 of each other. So that is dead center. Customary value is dead center. Now, as you have upgrades, as you have great condition, as you have lot premiums, the prices go up. As you have a proper pricing strategy, those are all the pressures that make the price go up. And as if you have a bad pricing strategy, if you overprice, if you underprepare, if you have a poor lot, then that price goes down or this way, right? So it's a teeter-totter. Your price is either going up 50,000 or down 50,000, up 100,000, down 188,000, down 100,000. So, so if you look at these, you know, some of them are going to get less. Some of them are going to get more. The whole goal of us talking on this show is how do you get more for your, how do you get more for your home? How do you get up in the black? How do you raise that number? How do you find a customary value? Find the customary value, let it rise or fall based on condition, upgrades, lot premium. Then you work your pricing strategy, marketing plan. And our goal is to try and get that thing as high up as we possibly can. So that's the goal. And, and so when I talk about markets, this is one market, right? So if I'm listing a home in this market, I can be a little more aggressive because there's nobody active, right? If I were to go to, let's say I was going to go to the one, one point to, to this market, this is 1 million to 1.25. Well, there's only one home. And if you analyze that, that home is a mess. I mean, there's that home is not competitive. So anything under 1.25 million, we can build it a little more aggressive. If you own a home or you're thinking about selling a home, obviously now is the time with all of this success rate. You buy when they cry and you sell when they yell, they're yelling. So, so we look at a chart like this and we do this every week. And I'll tell you why we do it every week because markets change. Things come on the market. We need to watch them and see what they're doing. Let's go back here. Let's look at one more, one more in this market. Look, there's three homes on the market right here. You need to analyze three, these three homes and find that one is underpriced and two are slightly overpriced. This is just perfect, but that is backing the Dulles Toll Road. One may have condition issues, right? One may be poorly priced. So we need to watch. This is a tool for the realtors. Fun to look at for the, for the sellers. Fun to look at for the buyers. Informative, yes. 
but it's a tool for the realtors. The realtors have to know, can they get that for that house in that condition with that backing to Dulles Toll Road? Can they get this? Can they get that with that condition? Are they going to do it? Why? Because we're going to price similar size homes and all this information, Billy and I have the same. This is not a hobby for us. We don't, we, we don't do this as a hobby. It's a profession and you need to have every ounce of information. Um, you know, in football, when we coach football, we say football is not a game of inches. Football is a game of details, right? So real estate is not a game of, of dollars. Real estate is a game of details. You need to make sure that everything is done exactly correct. And we are professional listing agents, so that's why we're here, to help people make sure we do it exactly correct, not just some of the time, but all of the time. So this is really valuable information. So that's, let's get out of Vienna. Let's head on over. I'm going out to, uh, where am I going to? I'm going to Willisford this afternoon. There's good old Bear Seaways. We're going to take a look at one of these houses. So let's look at his market. So the green is good. These are coming soon. Active. Well, something's, something's wrong with the house. It's on the market for 160 days. So we need to identify what that is. Then you've got the actives and pendings in here. We can see what the customary values are right here, right? They will help us. Now, I want to draw your attention to something here. If there's only one or two houses on the market and all these guys are under and there's very little inventory, why do they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Why do they have eight expires and five sales? I mean, it's a seller's market. They're fighting for your houses. Well, then how in the heck can you be on the market for 34, 198, 160 days, 75 days, 112? What the hell is going on out there? What in the hell is going on out there? Well, you know, teaming up with a guy like Ferris Eways, the reason why I got together with Ferris is, I said, Ferris, the days on market out there is atrocious. Even the ones that are selling are 53, 126. I mean, 92% of our homes sold in the first six days. And they sold at a 9% premium, right? So, so I said, Ferris, you know that market. You know, we're going to use our systems, all of our stuff in place that we have, all our protocols. And we're going to go after out in that Willisford market. We're going to start working on it, which we're doing today. But there's no excuse for homes sitting on the market when there's an active market right now. There's no excuse. But I need to know everything about these markets before I hit them. And this is one good way to analyze. We have a new listing that we're pricing and going out to meet with today. Well, here's the closes. What in the hell is going on with all these withdrawals? Huh. We've probably done 80 houses in Virginia run and never had a withdrawal or expire. I'm not quite sure I understand. Well, I do know. People don't prepare the house. People don't price the house correctly. And I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why. We get a lot of listing um, opportunities. A lot of people call us to come look at their houses. So I really don't fear not getting the listing. I tell it like it is. I tell us exactly what they have to do. You know, we do it in a way that's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. 
But if a realtor says you have to paint or you have to put in hardware or you have to put in, you know, you have to do something to your house, there's a chance you're going to, the, the realtor is going to lose that listing. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to take good listings and I don't want bad listings. So I don't care. So we got to tell them, what is it going to take? Well, sometimes sellers don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear their house is worth a million dollars instead of they think is 1.1, 1.2 million, right? We need to be very realistic. We need to know where is customary value. As long as we know where customary value is, then we can figure out where it's going to end up, where the price, and predict that. Predict that we're going to get 10, 15 contracts. Predict that we're going to get seven or eight contracts. Predict that it's going to go $95,000 over list price. We can predict all that stuff. But you need to communicate with the sellers to get the home in the proper condition first. People aren't buying traditional homes. They're buying transitional homes. The more transitional you can make it look, the better. You know, I was in a home. Um, I was in a home that they just spent $100,000 on interior designer. Check this out. hundred grand on interior designer. To be honest with you, it looked great. I mean, yeah, looked great. Wallpaper looked great. Lighting fixtures looked great. Mirror looks great. And I walked right in. I said, holy crap, they didn't do the hardware. So when you walk into a home that was built between 1980s and 2005, you'll see this brass gold doorknobs and handles and hinges. They were still gold. So when we walk into a house, my agents and I will immediately, the first thing that catches our eye is going to be hardware and paint, okay? So the two things that you can do that spruce up a house, that get that top dollar is hardware and paint. You know, it depends on what house we're looking at. If it's an $800,000 house, that's brushed nickel. If it's a $1.2 million house, it might be matte black. And that goes all the way up to about the 1.7 range where you start turning it over to oil rub bronze. So you need, when you walk in, that hardware is a statement. And, and for an interior designer to walk in and do all the, the cool stuff, but not make the one thing that catches the sellers or the buyer's eye first, it's going to be hard. So interior designers don't sell houses, realtors sell houses. So we need to not spend $100,000 putting nice wallpaper in. We need to spend $100,000 making sure we have current paint, that we have nice hardware and not spend a lot of money, right? We want to, if we're going to spend a dollar, you need to get back seven to $10. So I say this all the time. So there's a certain checklist of things that you do. And you need to stay honest with that. You can't, I know they need, you know, if you want, if you need a new kitchen, then put some, then reface it and paint the cabinets, put some, uh, put some granite on it or Corian, depending on what is appropriate. You can't put, 2023 on 1988. You can't do that, right? You've got to put maybe 2005 on 1988. You can't you can't go two or three generations away because then it looks horrible. They don't mix together. Colors don't work for us correct together. So not everybody should get uh, quartz countertops. Not everyone should put a quartz countertop on if your cabinets are screaming now. 
if you want to reface them and put some shaker cabinets and paint them gray and then put Corian on, now you're 2023 20, over 2023 and that looks fine. Takes a lot of money. We don't want to spend that kind of money most of the time. Don't need to spend that money most of the time. So one of the things about today's market is also what level of preparation that we're going to make, okay? Now let's think about this. Look at this, look at this market that I'm in right now. This is Centerville between 750 and a million dollars, right? And it's only got one house on the market and everything else is under contract. I still am flabbergasted by this nonsense. I mean, this is very poor realtors right here. I'm I'm sorry, that's awful. So so when we're coming in here, the level of preparation that we're talking about may be to here instead of to here. If I don't have seven people I'm competing with, and I know that people are looking for fresh meat, and all we have to do is prepare the home correctly and get it out there, well, that's what we're going to do, okay? So, so we'll take that into account. But I'll tell you what, it all starts with this chart. So if you go to caseysampson.com and you hit that market snapshot, Kevin and I update these at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. If you're looking for a new home, Billy loves to show this. So in Vienna, we just saw that, that we don't have many. <clears throat> and let's see, we got, uh, let's see, we got over 1.75 million. All right, so we've got two houses over 1.75 million. We have five under contract. These are the withdrawals and these are sold. Okay, watch this. So let's say I'm looking over 1.75 million. Here's the new homes. Look at the actives on the new homes. So this is just for, uh, you know, the 4,000 to 5,000 square foot new homes. So you can see which ones uh, are built or not built, who the builder is, what the day is on market. Now, why is this important? Because my strategy is going to be different dealing with a seller whose home's been on the market a little longer, right? My buying strategy is going to be a little bit different than if it's been on for a day or three, or it's been on for 262 days. If it started at one number and it's still pretty much sitting there, that's ridiculous. And it's still sitting there, then I'm going to be a little more aggressive when I'm going after that builder, right? Now, this opens up a whole new strategy when you're looking at new homes. Let's say that you have a home that you have to sell in order to buy a new home or buy any home at $1.8, $1.9 million. How many people can buy a $2 million house without selling what they already have? Not a lot, right? Some people can, not a lot. So if I had a home that I was gonna go to, that I had to sell, I'd be right here. I'd take a look at the new home inventory. I'd see the lots. I'd drive each lot and I may negotiate with a builder and say, okay, I want this house at this price because prices, this is not the same market as resales, right? These prices are soft. Look at all the, look at all the activity, look at all the actives on the market. This is not a seller's market, this is a buyer's market. So if I'm looking at a $2 million house, Maybe I'm looking in the for a resale, I mean a new home instead of a resale. Maybe I'm looking for the ability to 
go in contingent on the sale of my home? That's a strategy, right? So if I'm a buyer, maybe I'm looking at new homes. If I have a home to sell, then I am at looking at resale. At resales, they're going fast. I just said, Billy and I just had a house on the market. It was 1.995. I believe we had either six or seven contracts and got it well over, well over, um, well over list price. And we didn't have any contingencies, no contingencies, none, none. So a, a buyer that wanted that house that had a home to sell, not going to compete in resales, but you can in new homes. You can in new homes. So let's talk about a strategy. Let's say we're, we're in a, let me get rid of all of this. I think everybody understands how to use these. You can go to the Casey Sampson, you know, market snapshot, click it, find your market, hit it. I usually update on Tuesdays, maybe Wednesdays, but definitely on Fridays. By Friday afternoon, it'll be up to date for the weekend. So you'll be able to see it. Good tool. If you're if you're interested in the real estate market, in your real estate market, if you're buying or selling or just a nosy neighbor that wants to keep an eye on, or you're a real estate professional, you can go to that site and look those things up. Okay, we'll keep them up to date. Let's talk about the um, um, you know some of the strategies and all. I just said the one strategy was you know you could go in and you could you could make it contingent on the sale of your home. Well, let's say that you have a home and we have a, we have a protocol if a house doesn't sell. This looks like, I got to show you. If, if the sun is shining, I look like Lou Holtz with that thing open like that. And so I can't have that. All right. That's not any better, but I'll have to live with it. So let's say that you have a home. There's a cycle that you go through. Let's say you put your house on the market the first seven days, doesn't sell. And I'm talking about bigger houses. Maybe, maybe the market isn't as big for those bigger houses. So, so now we're going to come in and we go through our cycle. Nobody bought it in the first week. Okay, no problem. The second week, all those people that didn't want to get in a bidding war, we go back to all of them and just... Get, get talking. Hey, if you're interested, if you were scared off because you thought there was a bidding war, come on back. We didn't get, we haven't got any contracts in. We have interested parties, but we do not have contracts. Come on back. We, we call them on backs, right? Come on back. By week three, realtors aren't, buying agents aren't that dumb and, and, sell, and buyers aren't that dumb. They're going to look at houses that don't sell. And by week three, they're going to say, hey, can we bring in a contract contingent on the sale of our home? So we're going to beat them to it. <clears throat> on week three, we're going to, we're going to re-advertise to all the realtors looking at this property. It's called a reverse prospect. We know everybody that has a client looking for this property. We, we got their email address. We got their phone numbers. We know who all of them we know everybody that's come into the property and looked at the property and seen it through our showing time. So we have all this data. And we have, Casey Sampson team, a huge database of agents of like-kind properties. It may not be looking at this property, but they're looking at other like-kind properties. All of those people get notified. We will consider 
a home sale contingency. They're going to bring it in anyways. They're going to bring it in anyways. We might as well might as well announce it to the world that we will accept it or we will look at it. So then it may generate two or three contracts. Remember this, many markets, right, don't have any inventory. So if we were in Centerville between 750 and a million, I could look at it in a second and go, there's nothing on the market. It'll sell within, it, they, the ink won't even be dry in the listing before that thing is sold. Or they may be in a market where it's got seven homes they're competing against. And, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't feel good about that market out there. You need to, we need to analyze the market. But we, what we really need is we need contracts. We need people that love the house. We need contracts. So in that week three, we're going to jump the market by saying, we now accept it, right? You ever seen trading places where they say, you know, they're on the... Uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, we're buying, we're selling, and all that breaks loose. Week three, we're like, all right, we're taking them in. Now, they're probably 50% of the buyers need to sell something. So when you say that, that resonates with people. So let's not just have one person come in and say, I'll offer you a contract, may or may not be lowball, but I need to sell my house. Screw it. Let's let everybody know. Let's get some com com competition going here. If you don't have to be out of your house at a certain time, I'm telling you, it's usually a bigger house, has a, a buyer that has a, a smaller house that's easier to sell than the bigger house. Hell yeah. I'll give you your terms. You give me my price. I'll give you your terms of contingent as long as I can validate that your price is correct, your customary value, your market conditions are are correct, you're in a seller's market, then we will accept that contract. The more the merrier. Now, in 2022, we didn't have to go to that that much, but you never know, markets change, right? So now we go to week, now that doesn't work. Now we go to week four. Well, by week four, the end of week four, any contracts coming in are automatically going to be 50000 less than you're asking because they basically said nobody's purchasing it for that price. So you're overpriced. I'm coming in 50000 Again, let's not just let one person bid on it. Let's beat them to the market. Let's re-advertise. Let's just drop back $50,000 and do it all over again. Start all over again. All the marketing and all the, you know, Blah, 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 blah. Week one, week two, week three. Start it all over again, right? What that normally does when you go back to and drop it 50 grand, that brings more contracts in. Now they start competing. And before you know it, your house is going over the 50 grand you just dropped. People are competing. We want to get the buyers in a competitive position. We want to have the sellers in a leverage position. Right, this set. See, I'm a I'm a listing agent. I'm on the seller side. My agents that work for me, Billy and Kelly and Morgan and Colby and Pam and Pat, they and and uh, Ferris and they work with buyers too. I'm a listing guy. Right, we'll let them worry about the buyers. Okay, this is how we handle our listings. So welcome back. If you missed it the first time, you're back in 2022. You're back in the spring. You're back in multiple contracts all over the place. Uh, we're back in uh, prices going over list price by 50, 75, $143,000. So if you missed it the first time, we're back. 
If you are thinking about selling, if you have to sell, death, divorce, downsizing, you have to sell, it's definitely time. If you want to, now listen to this very carefully. I'm going to go beyond my time. Very carefully. Most people don't want to sell because they're saying that I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, sell and I got a two and a half percent mortgage and buy and I got to get a 5% mortgage or a 6% mortgage. So I don't want to move. That's not the strategy. That is not the strategy. The strategy is you sell when your prices are high and everybody's buying and fighting and all that stuff and you rent and you rent for one to two years. Now you've got money in the bank, you got plenty of time, you have plenty of flexibilities and you wait because guess what's coming? A recession. Prices are gonna head down, interest rates are gonna go down. Might not be for a year, but it's gonna happen. So what you wanna do is List your home now while we're 25 to 30% higher. So we went, we in 2020, we went from here to here. And then we corrected a little bit. We corrected a little bit in the, in the fall of 2022. But guess what? Back up again. We're going back to 30% over, over where we were in 2020. Sell into the rally, rent, don't buy. Just tell them, don't buy. Because then you're in, we're in, a, we're in a selling cycle right now. We're not in a buying buying cycle you want to sell sellers win so in in summary if you are moving up or you want to be a buyer it's a buyer's market in new homes you can get a good price you can set your terms you can have a contingent you can get a new home now it's time to do it my name is casey sampson you've been listening to coffee with casey where i'm here every thursday 10.30. You'll reach me at 703-508-2535. Or you can text me if you like. Text me your address. I'll tell you what your house is worth. Or you can email me at casey at caseysampson.com. Remember, check in at caseysampson.com and go to that market snapshot. Select the market that you're in and look at it. If we are doing your market, Shoot it, shoot it to me, and I'll whip one out in no time. I'll have me or all or Kevin will do it, or we'll give you a market snapshot, but we'll make sure you know what you're doing. Again, my name is Casey Sampson. Tune in next Thursday, 10:30 at Coffee with Casey, or send me an email or a text. Bye now.